yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, you know what? There's one thing I always remember. I was watching Doctor Hero, right? It, it was coming from like some random channel in Finland, and there was like this one episode where Doctor mm. and his companion were like traveling to Victorian ages, and like yeah. he had a companion that was like black, and she was like, "Oh, but Doctor, I don't think that's a good idea for me to go there." And mm. Doctor is like, "Why is that?" And, and the woman was like, it's not about skin color. And the doctor was like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm an alien, and it's completely fine for me. And I'm like, yeah, but you look like white dude. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Huh? Maybe just, one day we will finally get, like, a black doctor, and then, like, he's in for a show. Like... Oh, my God. Do you know how long it took them to make a female doctor, and how many people are, like, still yelling about it? Like, yeah, still angry? Yeah about that if they get like a black doctor oh my god oh my god that's yeah. gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> i remember before like uh the current uh jody Whitaker was like chosen and uh, like uh, there was rumor that like this black woman was like up for the position like oh shit like there was a shit yeah. storm and like i made the yeah. mistake of going into a facebook thread and trying to like uh speak some sense like hey people like chill the fuck out like there's been like 13 white dudes like it's time for a change and yeah. uh that conversation ended up pretty much with uh me finding out that i apparently hate myself because <laughs> i said that white people need to learn or that something about yeah. in that uh, yeah. sense like I might have used like something idiotic white people or something. Uh, I don't know. No, uh, to be honest, I I like never was really that into Doctor Who. But mm. I, I mean, I can understand why it's like a lot of favorite for a lot of people, and it probably would have enjoyed it a lot more better if one of my first episodes wasn't that Victorian one that like <laughs> turned me off so completely like every yeah. time someone talks about me about like i remember that and like the cocky like face he had like i just get angry you know so i mean oh, yeah. i guess he's an alien but, like, yeah he yeah. is like I don't know. A... I don't know definitely anyway but anyway uh, do you have something no 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 yeah well uh... <laughs> Welcome to the Finnish One Piece podcast. Uh, this hey. is your captain Ossi speaking, and with me, as always, is uh, the ship's first mate and the ship doctor. I mean, uh, what's up? Hello, nothing much, nothing much. Just chilling. How about you? Uh, yeah, like I told you before, I put on the recording. I have had some stomach issues today and yesterday, mm. and. But I don't know. Uh, I'm tired of that bullshit and like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, life, I li- life is boring and Finland is getting hot temp- temp- temperature wise. So. Uh, it's not uh, easy. Not, it's not easy. Yeah, I, I can't stand here at all. So I'm very done and like, I don't know. Uh, Today we are talking about uh, volume 8 of One Piece and 
as our listeners know, we go through it uh, chapter by chapter and we speak English so that even our international friends can understand this uh, this uh, show that they are not even listening. Uh, our, our, uh, our, I just checked how many listen, listens we have and uh, episode 3 has two listens and episode 4 has one currently so who that whoever that one is thank you thank you very much we are recording this in uh, 8th of june and uh yeah uh let's just get into the subjects shall we yeah uh so the volume 8 uh uh the title is essentially the same in every language it's like um I won't die is the this title, and then the like the uh, Japanese and Finnish titles are the same, but in very much like uh, at least in case of Finnish, it's like in a uh, in like um, how should I say it? like in a very very spoken language instead of like a, a written language. It's mahan en kuole, uh, which I translate it to like uh, I ain't dying. And then the Japanese is Shinae yo. And uh, yeah, do you have some overall thoughts and like uh, original reactions from back in the day? And you know the drill. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to quickly say uh, when I was younger, reading mm. at the same time as One Piece, I used to read a lot of uh, Detective Conan, mm. right? And there was this one murder mystery where there was like uh, Japanese. Uh, couple uh, I mean like one of them was American and the woman was a Japanese girl mm. anyway uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this but like you know in Japanese death or dying mm, is uh, shine like shine right which is like mm. uh, written as shine so the guy wrote something something in like a po- romantic poem a poem where he was trying to get the woman to marry him and he used the word shine and the woman oh. like translated it like die and like oh. committed suicide and I, I always like remember that when I hear <laughs> the Jeez Louise. Yeah that's that's like something yeah. I wanted to say. But um honestly this week's volume came mm. as a surprise to me because the way I read One Piece on mm. like, you know, not the finished translation, I don't always get a proper translation and I've kept changing my translations, you know, mm. all the time. And this week's translation, like, I, I learned a lot of things like, uh, and I will talk about it when we get to it, uh, that current chapter. But it kind of opened my eyes. And I feel like I learned a lot of things. Like, I, I've always felt that this volume wasn't as strong as the rest of them. Like, mm. I feel like volume seven has been the emotional, like, you know, impact of the story, like, you know, the highlight, and this book was kind of like the finishing, but because of this new translation, it kind of like really elevated uh, how 
I was thinking about this book, but yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I'd never had this issue. Uh, I want to like first point out the cover of the book. Like it's really radical. It's like uh, Luffy's covered in blood in the cover. And I, I, I have this faint memory that this might have been like one of those books where I was thinking like, uh, can I bring this to home? Because like I was like a kid and like my character is covered in blood and like it's re pretty wild looking thing. And uh, and also because like most of the comic book is in like black and white, and so this might have cover might have been one of those like realizations like wait that is like uh for real for real like blood that spills in these like books and uh but yeah and uh like other than that like i don't have like many strong memories other than like uh but what i like now on reread like uh i'd say that uh, uh fighting in this book is the best so far in uh in like this when it comes to like this first eight books like this is like a super great like uh fight that we have in the beginning and uh otherwise like there's some world building and then like the beginning of the next story arc but yeah sounds so, about right uh i also agree like the cover is just amazingly colorful you know yeah. like that yellow and it just like it pops off yeah it really does and one interesting thing is that we have pearl in this uh cover who only ha appears like in one panel of the this book but uh one thing is interesting that we see his color scheme which is like white and orange but like because uh uh, this is like only colored picture of him that I'm used to because I don't watch the animation. So it's always mm -hmm. like uh, uh, weird when you see like the actual colors of the character because like in my mind they're often like very different before I see them. Yeah. Like, like in my mind for some reason like pearls, uh, uh, pearls are like always been in my mind like yellowish, which of course like uh, Pearls are white, so the Oda's color scheme it certainly makes more sense. But uh, just interesting, like thing that happens when you read a black and white comic book. Oh yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I I mean, like I have the same, like not a problem, not an issue, but like no, I also true. like, yeah, I understand you because like I automatically like was thinking like if someone would have told me like oh don greek has like blue hair i'd be like what are you talking about you oh, know yeah. i mean like it just like i always thought he was like a blonde or like yeah. something like that but so yeah yeah same like often like I i'm so used to him at least because he is in like games and whatnot and, and like yeah. uh, i think about more don greek than i think of pearl but certainly yeah. like uh, uh, very often, like reading One Piece, like some character has like a, a, a colorless hair in the book. I of, I usually like picture it like blonde until I see the actual okay. actual coloring of Oda's because like that's uh, just okay. how we are like I guess conditioned from real world that we assume that people have either like uh, brown or blonde or red hair. So yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh I agree with you. Yeah.
But uh, why don't we just uh, hop straight to the first chapter of the book, which is the uh, chapter uh, 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 a lot of us today, uh, chapter 63, which is uh, the chapter name is the same as the books. Uh, I ain't dying, mahan en kuole, shinae yo. And uh, once again, our dear uh, beloved uh, onepiece.fandom.com uh, gives us the a summary. Hmm. Luffy becomes angry at Krieg for attacking Gin and attacks Krieg. <laughs> that is certainly yes. what happens in the book. Yes. In the next, next chapter, please. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, let's put a little color in there with our conversation. <laughs> because that is like, I mean, it's not wrong, but like, oh boy, like, that, that yeah, is like some, a lot of... <laughs> yeah, like, that's like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, this, uh, telling, uh, saying that, uh, what are you reading? Uh, a comic book? Yeah. <laughs> like, very, very yeah. broad description. So, okay, uh, first thing I have like in my notes that I like, uh, love that like Luffy just like keeps rushing through and this time like we, we see in last book he attempted to attack Greek by uh, running through the same route and, uh, this is uh, third time already and uh, this time he just lets uh, Creek uh, shooting with these like uh, uh, little spears or uh, like spikes, and uh, he just lets them go and it just like pushes through. And uh, it, there's something like really like uh, awesome about it. And then there's this amazing, amazing like scene where Luffy like uh, no Creek like uh, takes out this like uh, cloak that is covered with these huge as spikes. And Luffy just punches like through that cloak in Krieg's face. And it's just an amazing, amazing, like badass moment. And the way like Krieg's face, like his he like take his uh face twists from the punch, but also like you can see the shock in his uh face. Like he can't believe this fucking kid, like doesn't even like care about like taking damage and that's just like chef's kiss oh, i agree with you that scene is so beautiful oh my god uh, i mean like I, I i like to think what don creek is thinking at that moment you know you see yeah. this kid just like full of determination like full of conviction just like rushing at you and you're like you, you think you're smart with like covering yourself with a caped spike, you know, spiked cape, and like with these many nifty tricks and like just fighting and playing really underhandedly, right? And like Luffy doesn't give a fuck. He just like comes at you, like, you know, it's just yeah. such a beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And how Oda is like draws Krieg's face, just like blood coming out like missing teeth you can see the impact and like if you take into consideration what happened last volume how is he been talking in this book in this chapter also like shit about gin right mm. 
it just gives it that extra like satisfaction of like seeing yeah. Luffy finally like knock him out. And I really like how Oda also like gives that that scene like an extra spicy, you know, with like showing how these like bystanders like react yeah to that punch like yeah. there's that one one crook that's holding his hand and like screaming like how much it must hurt luffy that he punches through that those spikes and even like in the uh, next bread like there soon like uh, we see luffy pulling those like uh longer spikes from his body and like he's bleeding all over like the cover of the book implies and then there's like this awesome panel where he like uh shows his fist to uh to the like o- uh, audience, and you can see like the little holes that those spikes in Krieg's uh, cape made him, and there's just something so like uh, uh, I guess it's like a self-evident thing that like there would be spikes now in, uh, holes now in his fist, but like I always just love that detail, mm. and it like uh, gives that like. Uh, this dude doesn't like uh, care about the pain because he has like uh, something he needs to do. That determination. Yeah. And also, uh, I yeah. like. Yeah. No, please go on. Yeah, I uh, also like. Uh, I was about to move to the point that like I love that like uh, Ze- Zef comes to Sanji who and like who are like uh, now like they're uh, watching the fight together from the sidelines. And like Seth comes there to like assess that like even though they are ridiculous, uh, I can't help myself but to love these fools who like uh, never like uh, stop attacking their enemy and like uh, show determination and they're like this. It becomes like through this uh, book, especially like uh, this is one of those things that like has given. Uh, I've uh, like uh, given more value since like I've read more uh, of One Piece, and I know like what else we know, like this uh, uh, this uh, Zeph and Sanji watching at this fight together. Like it becomes almost like this father son time where like Zeph is like explaining what's happening to Sanji, and like uh, I really like that. Yeah, uh, it it's like if it wasn't clear by like just watching the story, like Zef like actually puts into words like uh, the theme of like you know Luffy versus Creek, uh, you know like the, the 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 moment where like Luffy puts his life on the line and like you know shows his determination, his conviction, you know, and, of yeah, and also like. Mm. Sorry, but also like uh, the moment where like Luffy hits the Greek in the face and he's like giving a Greek a lecture like about whose place this is to die, like his grave or like Don Creek's grave is also like just amazing. Yeah, because Don Creek like is so like sure of himself and Luffy says stuff like, no, 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 you don't get to decide, like we decide this by peace. And uh, yes. about that, like Seth explaining what's going on, like I I, I understand like uh, the rule of show don't tell, but uh, here's the beauty of a comic book like this: you can do both and and without like the two conflicting each other. 
<laughs> like uh, so I don't mind it at all uh, even though I I could like I guess understand if someone has the job trouble but this is also like a comic book for like uh, young audiences and like it's important that they like uh, understand what's going on yeah I was about to say that same thing like I don't mind it at all and honestly when I was first reading this story as a younger uh, mm. member of the audience it, it really helped for order to show like this type of like importance scene like it was really helpful for me to yeah. order like have Seth explain and uh, like you said it's like comics are like a really great medium where you can show and tell yeah and it, in a way like for me it also like elevates the story in a way like I can almost hear the Seth like telling this and like it uh, in a way it like uh, brings me more deeper into the comic and it's almost like I am there with Sanji and Zeph and mm -hmm. listening and, uh, and like as a member of this audience together with them watching Luffy kick ass. Yeah, yeah, and like oh, as you said also like uh, one of the reasons why it works in here really good is it's a lesson to Sanji who we've shown like needs that lesson like needs that reminder of like what it actually means you know to put your you know kind of like life on the line like in a meaningful way and not, yes. not like you know throw it away yes exactly as we like talked about in last books like sanji is he's putting his life on the line but he's like he's doing it for the wrong reasons and for the wrong person and uh, uh it's great to see him like uh through this like book to like grow again and like find yeah. that spark that he had like snuffed yeah and, uh, yeah yeah you, you said it perfectly you said it perfectly uh, so i think we hop on to the yes chapter 64 oh also uh, before before we go uh, yeah. uh quickly quickly uh, i really enjoyed how like we had patty and karna like taking care of jen yeah and like there's small conversation there where like patty is like oh should, should i give him like some of my cooking and karna is like why are you trying to murder him like why are you trying to poison him even <laughs> yeah. more i <laughs> just like found it hilarious well like it's it's a really dramatic um scene a moment like a lot of things are happening but oda still like has this amazing bit of humor kind of like you know wedged in that works you know perfectly yeah. and i love that you're uh, pointing it out because like as i've said million times and i will say it million times again i love that like uh you never know which page is this going to be the funny page or the action page or the like the uh, emotional like crying page like uh, mm -hmm. and you can fit them all you can fit them all in the same book like uh, that is like the uh, beauty of storytelling and also, like, I, I, I really love how, like, uh, Patty and Karne, like, uh, they're, like, a great, like, comedic duo. Like, even though, like, Patty was originally maybe introduced as one of the three, like, Seth, Sanji, and Patty. But now he's, like, uh, it's rather, like, Seth and Sanji, and then we have Patty and Karne. But, like, they, they work great together, and I really like it. 
Yeah. I, I mean, that like, sense? yes, yes, you do absolutely make sense. And also, like, I just love Patty because he always, like, reminds me of Aladdin's, like, genie, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I just get so happy seeing his face. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, like, rewatched. Uh, Aladdin like a few days ago it's it's so good like the uh oh, so the cartoon like uh yeah. or that West that movie East. like slows yeah yeah uh but, but yeah, yes. this is not a Finnish Aladdin podcast but this fun <laughs> podcast and we move to the chapter 64 and uh, well uh the name of the uh, chapter is essentially the same in every language, but again, I'm gonna give all the versions. Uh, the Finnish uh, name for the chapter is uh, Great War Spear or Suur Sota Keihas. Uh, the Viz title is The Mighty Battle Spear, and the Japanese title is uh, Giant Battle Spear or Daisen Saw. And uh, okay. Uh, Griggs brings out his ultimate weapon, the battle spear. However, Luffy manages to break the tip of it. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> summary. Uh, yeah. In this, in this like uh, book, the summaries are all really short. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, what do I have? Uh, yeah, tell me what uh, stands out for you first. Uh, well, I always really liked how this chapter begins, like with like that epic kick or like Don Greek. We get to see his face. He's not having fun. Like Luffy is just like shattering this aura of invincibility. Like all of his tricks are just like basically useless compared to Luffy's like you know hard-headedness. Like his this is like you know. Yeah, uh, and I think this is the first time that like. Greek pirates have seen their captain fall yeah. down from a hit, yeah. and it's like a, yeah. it, it just it never gets old when like Luffy in these early books when he like uh, breaks people's expectations and shows oh, yeah. how they, how they shouldn't underestimate him and this like uh, it's just it's just pure gold like uh, put uh, taking down like people who are so full of themselves. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, I interrupted. Uh, no, 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 no. It's 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 you, you did really well, and and you have every right to do that. But uh, also another thing that I really liked in this volume is how Luffy is fighting, like how acrobatic he is. Like he kind of yeah. reminds me of a monkey, and like given the fact that his last name is Monkey, and how in the last uh, volume, like Krieg was like calling him a monkey and like previous volume of, I mean chapter also was saying like you're even worse than a monkey to see like Luffy yeah <laughs> like, you know making monkey sounds like just fighting him was just amazing yeah and uh, I definitely agree with that like uh, like I said like this is best fighting fight so far in the series and uh, yeah we have the Greeks like uh, ultimate weapon the a great, great battle spear or whatever, and uh, like, uh, I always thought that it was a little goofy looking uh, thing because like it looks like a lollipop with a little spike on its head or a little blade on its head. 
Yeah, and, this is... and it explodes also. Is yeah. Like, what? And and this is not like an insult. This is a good thing for me. Like, uh, and especially because like I feel like the storytelling, like they hype it up like uh, proper, and you see that it is like dangerous. Like, uh, it, it uh, the head of it explodes every time. But just it's so fun because like the shape of it with the like the uh, handle is so like thin. But then there's like this because it's made from like Greek's uh, shoulder pads that are huge, humongous. And like, I think the Greek pirates are commenting that like it uh, weighs a ton and still like Don Greek is able to like uh, wave it around with ease. And it, it uh, but yeah, it just like makes it a fun battle to see like uh, uh, Luffy jumping around like uh, because they are basically at sea in the wreck of Don Greek's ship and like, uh, and then, like, uh... yeah. Uh, also, another thing that mm. I really, really enjoy in this volume is like the many faces Don Creek uh, makes. Like, yeah. uh, there's a couple of like scenes where he's just smiling, like he's already won because he has a stick that explodes with a spear, like on the tip of it. It's just like. Order does a really good job, like showing how annoying and despicable, like making you root for Luffy. You know, he yeah. just does it really greatly. And it's like the emotional fragility of like Greek pirates, how they are like uh, always screaming, like when Luffy gets an upper hand, like they're in panic, and then like Don Creek yells them to like. Uh, like uh, man up and then they suddenly like get their spirits back up but like they like they are like uh they are like sheep like they they don't they barely have their own will they are just like under like don greek's authority and uh one thing i wanted to point that there, there's a dude who has like a key shaped hair or a hat and uh Funny enough, uh, he too has a name. Uh, I don't remember it because it was like something in Jap like Japanese style name, but uh, just just a fun thing. And also, there was Panda Man in the same panel, swimming in the sea yeah. among. Uh, but yeah, I love like at the end, like when the Luffy then like has gotten his like punches to the spears uh, blade and the blades just shatters and shock on Creek's face is so, so great. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, but honestly, it, it came as a surprise that the key hair guy has a name. And now yeah. I'm like just dying to find out because that's an amazing like uh, character design. <laughs> yeah. There, there are three like, uh, background characters that only appear in one panel in the Greek Pirates has, has name. In last episode I already mentioned the guy with the lamp hair. He he's called Idea Man. And I think the third one was called Hustler or something like that. And he's like a, a guy who was like uh I don't remember. I think it was in the last book, but he's in like one panel and he's like flexing his muscles uh, in the in the sea. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yo, I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, first of all, you have a really like attentive eye, and like, thank you so much. 
because yeah this this podcast is also like a learning experience for me because I always miss those guys. Like, I remember the uh, key head and the lamp guy, but I never knew, like, they had names. So, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, the, the names were revealed in, uh, I think, One Piece uh, Blue uh, Logbook or something like that it's called. It, I think it's only been released in Japan. Japan. It's like this, mm-hmm. like, uh, data book, I think they're called. Like, where you find, like, all kinds of, like, information like this, like, yeah. Uh, background character names and like currently uh they are they don't do those books anymore instead they have like this new kind of thing where you get like cards that have like information like for example like uh bounties of like characters and uh and uh like ages and blood types and all the kind of like uh silly little details Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard about the cards, and like, I wonder, do they like release it in like outside Japan, like in English? It would be kind of like fun to have like. Yeah, I, I I would love it, but like I think it's like uh, probably too much to translate with like not enough audience. I, I it's my guess. Maybe in probably. English would be enough. Yeah, or yeah. in like biggest like Spanish and whatnot in Finnish uh, probably not. We only got like one, <laughs> one like color art book in, of One Piece in Finnish, and that was only because it was like made together with some other countries who also wanted like make a version so that they like all like uh, had their own translation but used the like same like uh, I I don't know like same layouts and whatnot. Okay, oh, but like that's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. But like, uh, I don't think like the One Piece scene in One Piece is that big. It's it. I I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think I have anything else about uh, this chapter. Me neither. Yeah. And uh, chapter sixty-five. Uh, the Finnish title is uh, Readiness to Die, Valmiuskuolla. This title is Prepared. Japanese title is Prepare uh, or Kakugo. Uh, basically same in every, but in Finnish uh, it's more like uh, specific with the uh, mention of death over there. Krieg uh, and Luffy continue battling. But after several attack attacks, Luffy manages to shatter Krieg's armor. Uh, he sure does. <laughs> he sure does. I mean, I, I, is it me? But like, does this like synopsis kind of like sound like you know? I don't know, like something you can find in like certain websites, like uh, Krieg pulls out his ultimate weapon, his huge battle spear and like Luffy managed to take the tip of it, you know? I, I'm not sure what you're going for, but it sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I'm reading this straight from One Piece Wiki and like they're re- really, really I, I, short I, versions. Like, if, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like there are like longer versions if you go to the chapter's own own pages, but then it would took us forever and we were, would be just reading them instead of yeah. like highlighting just the points that we want. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, diving in, uh, I wrote uh, wrote down this one quote uh, that Seth says, uh, "Even a hundred hidden weapons might not break a one spear," which for me, like uh, as uh, Sanji then like himself knows realizes what it means is the will, and like this is what we've been like witnessing uh, that uh, because Luffy has that readiness to die and he doesn't he's not afraid of death and that is why he is able to like push through and like uh is able to possibly win uh well he's able to win uh you should have read this book if you are what hearing this podcast is able to win uh don Krieg and uh it's just like I said earlier said like it's just that like uh Seth and Sanji's like uh, teaching and learning moment that like really like uh, uh, gives me the strong immersion. And uh... yeah, I mean, so far like those two, every time they've been in a scene together, it's it's been pretty violent or like yeah. you know they they're just fighting. like always fighting so to see this like a rare moment where like they show like kindness like gentle you know it it shows like uh, as you said like i also get those feelings of like you know really emotional like yeah as you said like i'm I'm sorry like i'm having (laughs) difficulties of speaking but i understand you what you mean like and i also love that a lot but yeah, this chapter has been like amazing. I really like the, the fight scenes yeah. with uh, Luffy and like Greek. Like, like I said uh, earlier, I really like how Luffy is like really acrobatic. How he's jumping around. How yeah. he's like, and like I, the, I remember this. He's yeah. using the environment for his advantage. Like he ta- rips off a piece of a ship's mast and throws that towards Greek. Who then uh, answers with a flamethrower that burns the whole mast, and like then there are, are like these awesome moments of Luffy hitting Greek's arm, or it, it doesn't work, and like it's like this back and forth with this like uh, yeah. Greek with his like ultimate armor and like all the weapons and power, and Luffy's like pure guts and willpower, and like 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 I said, like uh, best fighting so far. Yes, yes. And I also really love how Oda draws these fights. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times or more, but like how he draws not only like the moment of impact, but he also like has different angles where he draws, like Luffy stretching his arm, like before like he hits uh, his opponent. It gives it like this fluidity and like you can imagine in your mind's eye, like how far Luffy's arm is, like you know, stretching, which is really important in a story where yeah. like your main character stretches, like yeah, so like that's what's happening. Otherwise, it would be like just normal, like two dudes battling, you know? Yeah, like there's like this uh, sense of perspective. Like there's this one amazing panel where Luffy's uh, uh, arms, his fists are like close to the they look big because they're like close to the reader and then we see how they like uh, his arms stress to the little Luffy who is like running 
through uh, upwards this mask and Don Creek stands like top of it and like yeah it gives it that like amazing like uh, feeling that you can you start to like imagine the stretching and like man this is just like amazing amazing chapter and then like finally like the this death is like big explosion as like Don Creek's like uh, that uh, a spear uh, drops that is now only doesn't have its tip anymore and a huge explosion Luffy and like Creek are both in the air and then Luffy gives that this, like final hit and like amazing amazing spread of him like uh, breaking finally Creek's armor that he's been so proud of this whole time and Creek's that's just, just like spitting blood like it's just a, such a great like uh, a spread and such a great like attack that for me like I always forget that like the fight continues after it and like, yeah because for me like this was it uh, because this was like a final like confirmation that Greeks like Greek that armor that he's so proud of like has nothing uh, n- uh, does nothing when when it's against like someone as strong-willed as Luffy. Yeah, you you said it perfectly. And I really like how Krieg in this uh, chapter is like really cocky. Like there's many times where he's just like talking trash. Like he thinks Luffy has given up, like Luffy's done, he's out of the fight, you know? And he's like just throwing his bombs or like other tricks he has. And we constantly like just see Luffy like just rushing like head first, like you know, just yeah. going through all of it. And like Oda also draws like Luffy like taking damage. Like yeah, there exactly. is a cost of like what he does. And it all culminates into that epic like panel, like double spread, I think, where like yeah. he just destroys that armor you can see that armor pieces and the blood and like so it's yeah exactly so satisfying so like and there at the same time i think there was uh um no yeah as he's like the fight goes on there's like this like uh, Sanji is remembering Seth's bird that uh, Luffy too has his weapon, the will that uh, despises death. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know what to say anymore, even like, it's it's very much like it's, I mean, Krieg is literally first towering over Luffy above, like, he found the highest place in this break. And then, like Luffy takes him down from there. Like, uh, it's not subtle, but I love it. Love it so much. Yeah, uh, like Luffy has been uh, like consistently the underdog, you know, mm-hmm. challenging like uh, pirates that have a lot more fame and a lot more reputation, a lot of men power. Like, you know, they yeah. have like accumulated all of these like things that they think that will make them really strong or like above everyone but like he constantly like just keeps uh surprising the readers and yeah uh the people he's going against uh just like powered with his willpower so i, I really really like there's nothing else to say honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> jump on to the next chapter
yep. chapter 66. Uh, the Finnish title is uh, The Spear Bitten in Half, Poikipurtu Keihäs. Uh, this title is The Chewed Up Spear, and the Japanese is The Spear is uh, Stifled, Kami Koroshi Tayari. And, uh, <clears throat> Luffy defeats Krieg, and Krieg tries to make him drown as a last resort, but Sanji saves Luffy. Sure does. Yep. <laughs> but you know, uh, in a way, it's 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 really good that like uh, in OnePieceFandom.com they don't give us like too much to read, as you said, because we have more time to talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, and maybe like this episode doesn't end up being like uh, three hours long. <laughs> Who knows? We'll Who see knows? about that. Yeah. Uh, I wrote in my notes that like you can really see the terror in Greg's eyes. Like he's trying to act tough, but you can see that he's starting to get so desperate as he in his as his final resort as he like draws this. Uh, this uh, web, or is it a web? Uh, maybe a net. Net, 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 yeah. Net yeah. to, uh, and captures Luffy. Like, like, once again, like, one last trick, like, it has to work, has to work. But no, Luffy just, like, uses his legs in this amazing manner to, like, catch Krieg. And uh, uses like that. Uh, once again, I forgot to check the attack's name. Kumi Kumi Mogari. Kum Kum. I don't know. The thing uh, that in, in my translation, it was a sledgehammer. So maybe that's... Yeah, I think that makes sense. It's the one that they throw in like a sports too. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like, just like amazing like to see like, first of, first of all, it's like one of those attacks that really like uses uh, rubber body of Luffy like properly like he like uh, how he like uh, twists his uh, legs and uses them to like strike uh, his opponent and throw Creek across the like sea to, uh, to the like uh, Baratis fin and just like breaks him down and then like uh, and yeah there's this cool panel of like Sanji when our Creek pirates are trying to help uh, help their captain by like shooting crossbows at uh, Luffy. Sanji stops them by literally like standing on the pirates' faces, and it's like just uh, like great. Yeah, I, I really like that panel. I, I just I, I really like that panel. It's it's really badass, and I just love how he's like walking on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, as you said, like earlier. Um, I always, when I was first reading, I remember how I was sure that that last, second last attack, uh, the Gong Gong, um, what is it called? Bazooka, right, was like yeah. the end of the fight, right? Like, yeah. Don Greek is done. So it, it took me a while to understand why, like, the fight was continued, like, story point, like, because I kind of felt like that would be, like, a perfect way to end the fight, right? Mm. But when you're reading this chapter, you get to see like Zef and like you know Sanji like talking a bit more. Yeah. And like it, it's just like 
that dotted line above the eye that like just makes these stories like uh, you know lesson like drives it home that yeah as you said like Don Creek is just so desperate he's trying all the time his last trick his last trick this has to work this has to work I'm just yeah. like Luffy like overcoming all of that with just yeah. sheer willpower and like Sev earlier said in earlier chapter that uh, you know a fight between pirates the one who is afraid of death is the one that loses and we can see the terror in Krieg like he's never been in this situation before and so that's why even though he rises after Luffy's last attack he's no longer like he's lost already because like uh, first of all he's like uh, it's really interesting because uh how I see it is like it shows that like Greek has all this power, yet he didn't have the will to use it. So that's why like he ends up this mess that is screaming and uh, vomiting blood and like uh, basically crying, <laughs> crying out loud like uh, I am the greatest. Like nobody mm. beats me. And then like. Uh, it's Gin who steps up and has to like tell him like no we lost like you are done yeah. like you have nothing left in your tank like you have physical strength and that's why you're up but you're broken inside and like you know, and, like yeah. uh, you don't have like that will to continue and uh, yeah as I'm like talking it like I even realize the impact more because. Uh, but yeah, and also like I love like seeing uh, during this chapter Sanji like uh, reflecting what everything he's witnessed, like uh, Zoro's fight with Mihawk in chapter six, and his own own foolishness when he yelled that what's what's so like uh, hard about abandoning your dreams and like like you can really you get that feeling that yeah he knows what he's done wrong now. Yeah, and he really has like. Uh, Changed through this fight, and he. Yeah. And you can say the same about Jin, also, like yeah, the yeah. man who was blindly like following someone else, like not taking a moment's time to think about himself, like what he yeah, thinks exactly. about things. But yeah, I I also really like how like Seth and Sanji's like relationship in these two chapters have like evolved into more calm more gentle and it shows like how important communication is like you know how important like love and care and nourishment in a way is like what Zef was trying to teach Sanji all of these years by like acting a complete horrible you know yeah. dick to him like is immediately like you know just a couple of kind words like teaching him being a mentor to him and like you know and I also always really liked how Sanji really grew. Like, sometimes it's scary to admit that you're wrong, you know, mm. to look in the mirror. And I really like how one of, you know, important character that I think is amazingly cool, especially when I was a kid, to get yeah. this lesson that, like, he's not perfect. Like, what he was doing this was, in exactly. a way misguided and for him to you know change that is something like yeah. really important powerful message yeah 
you're absolutely right about that. And like, I don't even have anything to add. Like, I think we can move to the next chapter. Yeah, and, and to think like this this week's chapter, uh, I mean, uh, podcast, I was like scared, like, oh, do I have anything <laughs> to talk about? But then like, I'm talking to you and we like bouncing ideas and like yeah. our perspective and like suddenly I'm like in my water, in my element, like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah this is the funniest shit ever, you know? Yeah, my uh, one teacher, we had to like have this blog for his media course. And he uh, told us like that, don't worry about what you're writing because the uh, writing is the thinking. You will think while you write and that's how you like, uh, don't worry about it beforehand. And I feel like that is something that certainly comes, uh, works in this podcast as well. Like, of course we have our notes. Of course we think while we read, but uh, at, at least for me, like I often notice, like speaking out loud also is a way of thinking and hearing your thoughts, yeah. and you suddenly start to make connections that you didn't make before, and that way you build uh, build your thoughts. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe no, 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 you're, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. That's what I feel, and yeah. I will actually write down what your teacher told you, because that's really incredible. I've, right. for the longest time... Yeah, 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 that part. I'm gonna write it down, because... <laughs> It's it's really difficult to start doing something, especially like when you overthink things. So just like yeah, shutting everything true. down and writing. I'll I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, chapter sixty-seven. Uh, the uh, Japanese and the Viz title is just uh, soup or soup, and uh, but the Finnish title is actually. Uh, soup man, uh, but it's like a soppa mies, which, if I am correct, uh, might have been a cooking show once in Finland. I have this faint memory that like soppa mies has some meaning. Uh, I I did not know that came as a surprise. I, I I am pretty pretty sure of that. Like. You know, wow, you know that, what? That I'm quickly like... gonna Google it. So yeah, I'll go it. for it because I, I uh, if that's... because I'm like I have to go. Con- oh yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, uh, I want to watch it now. <laughs> I think he it. was <laughs> he was like I think the show's idea was that uh, 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 where he like always like went to the homes of people and like cook together with them they went to the like shop together and like then like they always had like i get okay, imagine queer eye except uh none of that like fabulous energy that the dudes there have uh mm-hmm. just one straight guy and only the cooking part that's so uh, like, you know what never mind and, I don't and, watch and the person doesn't learn anything i, I maybe, just rather maybe watch queer eye but I'll still, rather. There's a new I'll, season I'll, now out. I think I'm gonna hop on that. Like, nice, nice. Because oh. uh, most of the new queer eye has been good. Like, uh, it's very positive. You know, actually, actually, mm. actually, there's something I need to tell you. I learned how to shave thanks to the old queer eye. Oh. Like, I remember there was an episode I used to watch uh, from like Channel Four, and they were like going through how to shave. 
and that's how I learned. So <laughs> queer, I always had like deep, like you know, good memories. Yeah. My first, like, uh, I thought that I would hate it because I assumed that they would be like super mean. And in early episodes, they were a bit mean when they go like, "Yeah, this is disgusting, ew." Yeah. But like, as they like grown, like they, it's gotten so much like better, and they've got, gotten like like. Uh, it's not about like uh, uh, changing who someone is, but rather like helping them to be the best version of themselves. And yeah, it's very wholesome that's... and whatnot. And I always like. Uh, it, it, it makes you feel often like really good, the show. Mm, mm, that's that's important. I like yeah. in a way it kind of reminds me of what I just said about Seth and Sanji, like how yeah. a little bit of like positivity and love and care and wholesomeness will like goes a long way to change a person. Because like if you try to bully someone or like shame them into changing, usually yeah. they don't change. That's like one of the reasons why fat phobia doesn't work you know and it's, it is what it is it's just like hatred against yeah. people that are like you know different than you so <laughs> no problem sometimes like weird noises come up like we can't help it uh what was i yeah. thinking what was i thinking uh yeah anyway <laughs> yeah Superman. superman uh soap soup uh, the Greek pirates leave, and Luffy tries to get Sanji to so join his crew. After Sanji is harassed by his fellow cooks, they tell him they support him leaving with Luffy. Uh, fair enough, that's what happens. Uh, uh, if I can go quickly, yeah. this is the chapter I was thinking about when I was in the earlier talking about how this volume this translation kind of opened my eyes because mm. i i feel like in in like previous translations like maybe they changed something like i really want to know like uh how the finnish translation also translates jin's uh speech because Ooh. i never like remembered like it was completely different how i used to remember like i used to remember like jin saying stuff like oh I, I still support Don Creek and I want to like gather our strength and let's meet in the Grand Line. And in this. Uh, yeah. No, he says that like uh, slowly, like Creek's, uh, how do you say, like Creek's uh, uh, goals have become same as mine. And like uh, he doesn't like have uh, other place to go rather than be a pirate. But like he's now like ready to die. And he understands like the uh, need of will and how like he was just one of those like fools under Krieg. Like I think like he is definitely like uh, staying as a member of Krieg pirates, but rather uh, as a changed man. And who knows? Uh, I could imagine like him maybe like even taking over or oh this is just speculation taking over mm -hmm. or like uh, directing Greek now to what's like better because yeah. I, I assume that as a pirate he will still like respect like his captain. We have to but okay thank you very much because I, I don't know 
like, mm. do I blame my really horrible non-existent memory or do I blame the weird translations? But like this translation has elevated this book a lot for me. I feel yeah. like I understood a lot. I respect Jin a lot more, you know, by like seeing how he has changed. But uh, another thing that I really, really like love about this uh, chapter is how Seth, in order to make Sanji leave, right, his mm. home, his, his only place he's ever known, right, he goes against every single rule that he has taught Sanji that Sanji has, like, taken into the strongest, like, you know, respect and highest regard, right? Mm. Like, he, we see him throwing food away. We see him punching Sanji with his fists. And that's, like, a connection that I've properly, like, I've already made, but, like, this time I, when I was reading... I always like, wondered, why does he punch him? And now you finally also pointed out that he's throwing away food. I'm like, finally, like, <laughs> finally. Well, I'm glad I'm not me. the only one. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he's like doing, uh, showing like he's ready to go that far to get him out of there. Yeah. Because yeah. we see earlier, like, Sanji and Luffy talking, and like, Sanji, like, has this really adorable, cute, like, childlike smile yeah. when he's oh, talking lovely, about yeah. yeah when he's talking about all blue and we we get to see this like luffy also like with an excited face and we're like yeah. it's like probably the first time we've has seen like sanji being true to himself and like mm. that in that many smile, years yeah yeah in me and that smile that Seth also has like just he's so proud of this yeah. kid i like yeah yeah. yeah, because I, I think like he, because he really does like, like he is a horrible parent, we can't deny that, <laughs> but, but like he, he does love this kid and he wants him to like live his best life and we see that yeah. in here and like, yeah, I, I, I yeah. also like seeing him like, uh, Seth seeing Santi's smile is so sweet, I written in my notes that like that is just like a beautiful moment and mm -hmm. also like I wanted to go back to the again thing to point out that uh, I, I just wanted to mention that panel where we see uh, all of Greek pirates a hundred of them <laughs> uh, in this little little yeah. boat and you can like see for example like Pearl in there and also like uh in later, like, Western corner, they reveal it as Pandaman hidden in the boat, too. Oh, but uh, uh, I'm not... it's just a ridiculous funny panel. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if, if it's, like, different translations, but I remember also, like, Jin saying stuff like that. Oh, should I return this boat? I like, so yeah. I'm just saying, wow, you have, you have guts if you want to come back here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which in is like... translation, he, uh, Sanji answers that, like, uh, if you dare, and then Jin also, like, oh, this, like, uh, this restaurant gives me the chills, like, uh, yeah. it's not like, uh, like, I... Uh, Probably the whole like Barati like learns the same like lessons as Sanji and like certainly yeah. like uh, uh, certainly like the if Greek pirates decide to come back like <laughs> uh, 
it wouldn't be so easy even if like Luffy isn't there. And we also yeah. see like even though Sanji learned his lessons, we see like uh, him. He's not like uh, the problem. Why uh, the reason why uh, the cooks had to be so hard on him in this chapter to get him out is because Sanji is so kind. He doesn't want to like leave. He he says that like this case proves it that like uh, these people need me to protect them. And like only way to like get him out is to like uh uh by like uh showing like this like uh that they don't want him there and like yeah. uh, get him mad enough to leave. And yeah. uh, uh, uh that is like something also that I really especially like since like the later later things that Sanji we learn about Sanji that like I I learned to like look again at his kindness so much more now. Yeah, I I think this might be like the first time I'm rereading like this part of the story after mm. finding out about more about Sanji's past or mm. maybe like this time I'm really paying attention so like everything feels like it hits harder. even harder. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is like, as I said, previously like Sanji used to be like one of my favorite characters and this story like this background still to this day is like one of my favorites like uh, seeing Sanji's like you know past like you know it, yeah. it, it's like one of my favorite favorite moments so yeah uh yeah you you said it like beautifully you said it perfectly Sanji is really kind, and he also feels this um, tremendous amount of depth to his savior, Joseph. So it, it, it's kind of like difficult to, like, in a way, leave all of that because, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, also like I really like how Oda is drawn, like Sanji, like when we see the chefs like throwing away the soup. Right, yeah. like seeing all of those veins in Sanji's, like you know, head, and like seeing him like leaving, like really angrily, like you know, just this works, works. So like you can really see the emotion and like the rage build up, and like he was so proud, proud of that soup that he made, and like, and then mm. his face of realization when he hears. Uh, because he goes out of the room, but he still hears what they are saying inside, and like uh, the face when he yeah. realizes what's going on, and uh, yeah, yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, shall we jump to the chapter sixty-eight? No, uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. Oh, I really more. love how, as you said, like we see like Sanji like on the other side of the door, and we get he we get to see him here, like people saying stuff like. Oh wow, that was really difficult to say. Hey, can I have some more soup? Yeah. You know? Like seeing how people really love that soup. Like, can you imagine like the proudness he has? Like, yeah. Mixed feelings he has, like you know, of like you know, kind of like shame, kind of like you know, you know, love and like respect. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's really powerful. Like all also, of, like, that the small one, scenes. One uh, thing that Seth says that like you dare to like. Uh, claim that like you are on level with me who has sailed around the world 
and like yes. that is also like a, a one like detail that I like really like resonate with you. Like yeah, that is like like Sanji has to remember like he hasn't seen shit yet in the world while Seth is mm-hmm. like yeah saying that he is on the same level as like man who has seen and experienced so much of world's food that he dares to like assume like w- once again another reason for Sanji to see the world is to learn more more of world's cooking yeah thank you very much for reminding me that because I already also read that down in my notes but I just mm. like we had a lot of conversations so I kind of like forgot yeah. to check but yes I agree with you yeah uh Also in my notes, I was like uh, that uh, poor Patty and Carney getting yelled at at one point. <laughs> well, <laughs> like earlier in the chapter when uh, I don't even remember what was the scene, but it was just so cute and like they're yeah. so used to beating each other and then Sunny yells at him angry and they like cry. <laughs> no need to yell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean. <laughs> those funny little comedic moments mixed there. Yeah. 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 So. Chapter 68, uh, chapter title is uh, in Finnish, it's like a fort or Nelias. And uh, this and the Japanese title is the fourth person or Yoninme. And like, uh, it's like part of the one of One Piece uh, chapter named Traditions. When someone joins the crew, there usually is a chapter titled like this. Yeah, telling like, uh, telling always like the order where they join in. Sanji being the fourth person to join Straw Hat crew. This chapter is called the fourth person. And uh, anyway, <clears throat> Yosaku returns and reveals that he knows where Nami is, and Sanji joins the uh, Straw Hat pirates. They tend to depart from the Bharati after Sandy receives a fearful farewell. Uh, yeah, uh, I have in my notes that Sandy is finally like starting to fix his broken spear, metaphorically speaking, as he now uh, very, very like, uh, how do you say, like he's still like, uh, he's almost like uh, reminds me of a little kid that like, doesn't want to admit what he's admitting when he's uh, uh, asked Luffy that he wants to join join now his crew and like two stupid dreams <laughs> together like it's so hard for some men to like accept that they've learned something new and they were wrong but he does it and Luffy's joy when he like finally comes through uh, yeah and also I also really like how, like especially in this uh, couple of uh, volumes, we've seen how hard-headed and how like you know sticky, like clingy, Luffy, yeah, has yeah. been towards Sanji, right, Luffy, right? Yeah. Uh, how she's like Sanji saying like, no, I'm not gonna join you, and Luffy like, I refuse your refusal, which is like yeah. one of the favorite scenes, but like now. We see Seth like politely asking, well, "Can you please take this kid with you?" And Luffy's reaction is to be like, "Nope, don't wanna." And, like with that like typical Luffy face, we just like just I, I, I don't know how to react to that face. It's just like 
<laughs> it might be so annoying to have that face looking at you and saying, nope, don't want to, you know? <laughs> but yeah. like, seeing how much respect he has and like how important it is to him that his crewmates like willingly join him like yeah because in a way like if, if you if you take into consideration like the crews luffy has seen so far with like from alvilda to morgan to mm-hmm. buggy kuro and like you know don creek now like having people that want to be there with you that respect you that follow you mm-hmm. to achieve your dream your and their own dream yes it's it's really important that's like one of the biggest differences we can see with like Luffy against his like you know counterparts. Yeah. And then I had to bring up the Yosaku arrives in the mouth of a panda shark and it's so funny. And it also like uh it's so ridiculous and stupid like what happened so that he he like ended up inside that shark's mouth like did he try to swim back, or did he like had that like uh, he he he's and Yosaku's both that like uh, shark attacked or something like what happened? Like, it's also, like it's, it's clever because it has a, like little one of the cooks say that like is it a fisherman, which like which like uh, it's a clever little like uh, lamp shading for the next story arc that revolves around mm-hmm. fishermen. Especially because, like, we haven't, like, uh, I think this is the first mention of them existing. And it's always, like, a good thing, uh, good idea to, like, uh, tease something beforehand so that it doesn't come completely out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's, in a Uh, way, it's used smartly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also really, like, love how absurd and how out of nowhere and how loud of an impact it does like in the middle of the chapter because we're going through kind of like really heavy stuff so mm. having kind of like light heart moment where like oh it's 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 just like a with like you know <laughs> <laughs> shit like this happens you know at this point i was like oh yeah of course like completely normal <laughs> you know like all of my real life normal logic has been like one like you know completely destroyed like completely out of the like after Mihawk you know destroying the Don Creek pirates because he was bored after that point like I, I feel like everything this book throws at me I, I've I'm like confident confidently okay with it you know yeah that's good. but yeah. I love the little panel of like uh, Luffy and Yosaku dancing together when Sanji joins the crew. It's like yes. so adorable. It's adorable. Yeah. And yeah, as I was saying, like uh, another thing that I reminds like really like in this chapter is like how Sanji is just like sitting down quietly and thinking. Sorry, what? And Seth oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Seth they're too. both yes. like reflecting yes. there. Uh, I think 10 years they spent together and like we can see like all the like uh, it reminds me of like that uh, moment in Avengers Endgame when uh, Tony Stark talks about about his father with his father and he says that mm. like 
uh, I thought my old man was tough on me, but in the end, I remember only the good stuff. And yeah. like that really like uh, I rem- uh, came to mind in this chapter as they both of them are like remembering all the like uh, difficulties they had on the ship, but also like what comes out is the love that they had and like the moment when Patty and Karn and the gangsters joined them, oh. which was like so funny, like the their old like gangster I, looks and uh, and I like really the, how. How, how like yeah they were like toxic as hell and problematic and like but there was true love in there between these like a bunch of like men mm-hmm. who, and like it is like uh, really nice to see there. I agree with you, and I I just can't get enough how amazing and how sexy Karne used to look like yeah. with his open shirt and with his like ponytail and like just oh yes hell yeah. yes that was so 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 yeah. so, so man still is yeah, certainly but now he has that kukuri uniform and then we <laughs> have the iconic uh goodbye scene of Barati. like it's dark like all slow like all the cooks are out and like they just don't say anything sanji just walk past them Patty and Karne have these giant spoons that they try to attack Sanji with and like one last time to revenge all the pain but like it doesn't go well of course for them <laughs> and then like Sanji just said that hey kid like uh, don't catch a cold and like it's so beautiful how that like one line of kindness breaks the tension mm. and all the emotions come through and Sanji breaks down in tears and everybody's going, he's thanking Seth for all these years and like uh, everybody, Patty and Karne come from the wreck that they just made and like are crying that they will miss Sanji and like all the cooks are yelling their goodbyes and they will miss together and really like, uh, I mean Seth says that like uh, men should like uh, depart like uh, silently from each other but like uh, which shows that like how like there is like that toxic masculinity in the mm. uh, inside them but like I I really like that Oda decided to go against that and like uh, show this like more honest and open uh, like men showing emotion like men crying together yeah. and like it's really really beautiful and like uh, Certainly, as I've grown like older and like thought about and learned more and like uh, faced like problems as a man, I guess I really start to like appreciate this scene and like seeing like men showing emotions and saying that yeah. and, like they care about each other. And it's like uh, definitely uh, like an iconic One Piece moment. Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. And I also love how Oda draws people that are crying. He makes it look so sloppy, so emotional. Like, you know, one of those good cries where, like, after you've done crying, you just feel good because everything is just out. You feel, like, a lot calmer, like, after the storm. Like, uh, mm. there's a couple of panels where we see, like, snot coming out of Sanji's face, you know? Yeah. Like, proper crying. Just, yeah. Not just yeah. one. Like, here that is like 
bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I like those manly, manly tears. Like, yeah, one sexy, thing, like cinematic. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like yeah. that's 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 just really powerful, really yeah. incredible goodbyes. And like, one thing that I really noticed is like before all of this shit, uh, uh, Sanji was like telling like after he decided to join Luffy he, he told like Zef like this is what you were like always wanted like for me to leave I like Zef also like it's true that's what he always wanted he wanted Sanji yeah. to always leave but like the words he used like full of like anger you know and like you know malice and then compared to the his real feelings his real emotions where he's still worried about Sanji where he's like yeah healthy like don't catch a cold you know that's the thing as you said like breaks all of this tension yeah. I like yeah that's what I like that's what Seth always wanted but not in malice of Sandy but for for him yes and, like yes. this is where it finally like all comes out yeah and I think we move on to the chapter 69 yep Nice, by the way. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I was ready for that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter name is the same in all languages, which is the Arlong Park, or Arlong Park, or Aron Paku. <laughs> I really love the Finnish English and the Japanese version, so beautiful. <laughs> Uh, Yosaku explains about the seven warlords of the sea and how this relates to where Nami is apparently heading. Nami is revealed to be part of a pirate crew led by Arlong, Arlong a fishman. Yep, so um, well, we have a little bit of world building here. Like we, First of all, we learned that the Grand Line is also known as the paradise, according to Zeth, and uh, this gives, like, makes Luffy and Sanji more excited to go there, and uh, we have this, uh, Yosaku, reminds me a little bit of Gobby back in the volume one, as that, like, like, you don't understand what's going on, how horrible place we're going, and then we learn about the seven warlords of the sea, which are basically, like, privateers, like, government, uh, uh, cancels like uh, pirates bounty and lets them attack other pirates and uh, places that are not part of the world government and uh, yeah. we learned that Mihawk was one of them and uh, and then that like there was uh, this uh, one of the warlords was guy called a uh, fishman called Jinbei who sent Ar along to here to east below the uh, wreck havoc, and uh, Jinbei becomes an important character. Like uh, about fifty books later, which I love. <laughs> like I yeah, love, yeah. I love Jinbei so much. Like yeah, it's going to be so much fun when we get to him. And uh, there's also like one thing I want to point out. Like there's this silhouette of all the uh, seven warlords of the sea, and. Uh, I I really hope that like people understand like like they are not even supposed to 
like look like the actual actual mm. like characters that we later like that is just like a atmospheric picture not an actual like, yeah. like plan that Oda had for these those characters at least I assume so because like they look so si- similar in that scene like they all look like Mihawks with different hats <laughs> we, we 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 know like that like uh, One Piece is 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 much wilder than that and has much yeah. more like uh, more interesting uh, uh, character designs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good thing that you brought uh, to the forefront. I always thought like it was just Yosaku going wild with his like daydreaming because you kind of see it at, yeah. as his like point of view, but. As you said, there's a lot of word building that is like really interesting. I really love how in volume eight there was like this small subtle hint about Jinbei, you know, yeah. like introducing of the seven warlords. And also how Sif told Luffy that Grand Line is also like considered a paradise. A paradise. And we know which we find out I think in the book sixty. Yeah. Or 61, the reason for that. And yeah, like, which is yeah, like... It's, it's great, like, we, like, did on a, like, uh, I guess he already planned it here and then remember mm-hmm. it, or he planned it here and then later he read old books again and found his old notes and was like, oh yeah, this was a cool thing I came up with. Yeah, and, um, maybe, but... Either way, it's cool. Yeah, 100%. And I also love the comedy in this chapter like um there are a couple of things like in my life that like in one piece like there are a couple of tattoo ideas that i've been Mm. thinking like if i ever get a tattoo and one of them is the fish lady nami (laughs) that is so amazing (laughs) thank you for pointing it out it's so good yeah yeah uh, I just love that type of humor where, like, you know, just what I really love, like, about early One Piece is, like, how much the crew interacts with each other. Like, in here we get to see, like, Luffy and Sanji, like, you know, being together, like, after this epic fight, you know, getting to know each other better. Like, you know, it kind of builds this trust, this love, like, this connection between the crew, you know? Yeah, I I agree. It's not. It's always like nice to see them just hanging out and like there's that cute moment of like Sanji asking like, okay, let's eat. Like, what do you want? And Luffy wants that meat that is uh, attached to a bone. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you like, can see, you know, like with his like how his posse body is like drawn, yeah. like with his hand, like and with his teeth. You can you can like I can imagine his like teeth. Like making a noise and like biting on the stick on the, on yeah. the meat. I mean, it's one of those like uh, little moments of like a good life that like like it's always like in all media. I love them. Like <laughs> uh, uh, now, okay, what comes to my mind is that scene in Logan where they are uh, at that like uh, uh, visiting a family, and they are in a dinner table with them and like Xavier says to Logan that like this is what life is all about like these moments with yeah. family and friends and like good food yeah. and, like just like uh, it's just beautiful oh god damn that movie 
I'm gonna cry just thinking about it's it. Oh, food. oh, it's yeah, so good. No it's more so guns weird. in the valley. God damn oh, it. Don't make me cry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I really it's like done. how. Oh. Sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. But I really like how Arlong is introduced here, where he's just jolly yeah. and laughing and like, you know, talking there. shit. Sorry, what? Uh, yeah, I was just about to jump there that we oh, jump okay. to the Along Park and we meet Along and we meet like uh, he's bribing this like uh, local uh, on this island that Along controls. He's bribing this uh, local marine captain. Uh, Nezumi uh, is his like Japanese and English name. In Finnish, he's actually called uh, Hirela, which. The, <laughs> Which is a, that that is great, and uh, I I'm kind of sad that like the English translators didn't like uh, give him like a localized name because like mm. I think uh, the Japanese name also like uh, if I remember some part of it like also refers to a mouse. Uh, I don't know how to translate here like exactly. It would be like a mouse place or something like that. I I I'm immediately thinking of like um Rattington would be like something I would say like kinda like Paddington, but like with mm, a rat. Like Mousington. Yeah, Mousington also. But yeah, Nezu is Japanese and it means a mouse. So yeah. Nezu means and it's funny because like, he's yeah. also a furry, he wears mouse ears and he's yeah. has mouse mustache and he's just like a yeah. Uh, na- name and the uh, character design are supposed to like create the joke together, and like this is one where like Finnish translators often like uh, hit hit the spot because they know that like when to translate names and when not to, and they yeah. know that like if name is a joke, it it should be translated to the even though generally the rule is that you don't translate names, but if they are mm-hmm. clearly jokes in the language that the characters speak, then they should be translated. But I also have a problem with the translation, the Finnish translation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's too cute of a name for a rat bastard like Nezumi. It's <laughs> like, yeah, no. Well, he doesn't deserve that cute name. He doesn't deserve that cute name. Well, but what's yeah. your opi- opinion on the name Nezumi? <laughs> Because you I, don't, I, don't understand. I don't understand Japanese, you don't understand Japanese, right? Yeah. So we don't have, like, it's just, like, meaningless word to us, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, I agree with you. Like, my point was a joke. Like, as a character oh. is being horrible, taking bribes from a pirate, despite him being a marine. So that was the okay. point. But, but because yeah. you said like you you have problem with the translation, like so. Oh, okay. Well, so just just confused. to be clear, oh, no problem, no problem. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, I love the translation. It's amazing. Because like sometimes like people have like exactly this reason like problem with Finnish translation. Like uh, I don't like it. It makes fun of one piece, and it's like uh no. It's translating joke that you can laugh at the things that Oda wants you to laugh at. Like, yeah. it's delivering the message to you. 
Yes. Like, as you said. Job. Yeah, like, as you said, like, the word Nezumi doesn't mean anything to me or to yeah. you. But here, like, we, we understand the joke. Like, we yeah. were laughing and we get to see, like, the design. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And also, like, One Piece is, like, you make, you're making fun of One Piece. Like, are, are we reading the same series? Like, sorry, yeah. what? It makes fun of itself. Like, you don't have to worry yeah. about that. Like, uh, and also, like, uh, often, like, uh, making fun of something is a sign of love. And, like, yes. ma- many best, like, uh, well, I don't know. Like, no, not all the best, like, because, like, there are great, like, uh, comedies, like Jojo Rabbit about Hitler, so. I wouldn't say that you can only make fun of things you love. <laughs> but point is that like love love creates great jokes like uh Lego Batman, what a great movie. The Lego Batman movie. The movie. Uh is so much fun. Like it's maybe probably my favorite Batman movie. And I think Batman is super cool. But I think that movie just nails it. It's able to make fun fun of it so much, but also like nails it for me personally. And like I love like uh, making like good fun with things we love in in like good yeah. like uh, positive manner. Yeah. Um. I don't want to like what's the name derail the conversation mm-hmm. too much because as you said just finish one piece podcast but i always remember how much noise and like yelling i've seen online especially when it comes to the disney star wars and about like there's too many jokes and stuff like that which oh, i don't agree movie. like they they works for me like like yeah, what okay. kind of movies they would have been if they weren't like also the old jokes. ones have had also like a lot of jokes yeah like, yeah yeah i mean like i i remember like when there was this one scene where like han solo and luke were like running from the stormtroopers right in the in the first movies uh, do you remember uh yeah like are you talking about see han like chases like this uh few stormtroopers and then when he turns there's suddenly like a, about like a dozen yeah, of stormtroopers yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's so funny <laughs> it's, and like it's funny. yeah i was yeah. i remember one of the seven times i was in cinemas watching avengers endgame and this super annoying dude bro sat next to me and he was like whispering to his friends like uh, like uh, <laughs> too many jokes and like, oh, oh, really? Why, 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 why don't you like having fun? Like, yeah, what did yeah. fun do to you? Like, it's yeah. Also, like that movie is like fucking cinematic masterpiece. Oh my like, god! It's amazing. Official it's Finnish One Piece podcast uh, stance is that like, like yeah. that movie is so emotional, like, uh, like the fucking peanut butter eating Scarlett Johansson and the. Paul Rudd oh. when he tells uh, Robert Downey Jr. that like I, I lost people like and like yeah. so much. tore with his mom and like yeah I remember like yeah like so, when I was first mm. sorry can you hear me 
Yeah, I can hear you. I was just curious if you are moving okay. forward or are you like still talking, saying something about that? Oh, no, 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 no. We can move on. I was just about to say, like, I still remember the first time I watched Avengers Endgame on the movie theaters, like, and the Thor and his mom scene came out, and I was crying so badly that I had to leave the movie theater. Like, I didn't finish that movie that day. Like, I had to go watch it again the next day, wow. you know? So, like, yeah, like, I, I really couldn't, like, see it again. Like I yeah. like uh, what I mean. Like I couldn't I couldn't stay in there because I was making too much noise. I was having a one piece cry moment, you know. There was like oh so much. Wow. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Ar yes, Ar 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 Arlong <laughs> looks cool, right? <laughs> he has a long saw yeah, nose yeah. and uh, <laughs> one piece. I does... love his hat. Yeah, he has a hat. Uh, Japanese style. Uh, I think there's like in his like uh, One Piece wiki uh, fandom artic article, they like have a link to that hat. Like it had, it's like I didn't like do my research anymore, but like uh, that is some specific hat that is used somewhere. Uh, but uh, One Piece has the best like uh, fishmen and merfolk, like. Uh, mermaids and like the best like uh, best worlds and best like designs when it comes to those type of like uh or that specific like mythological creatures like uh, hands down i haven't seen anywhere better like them used anywhere better than in one piece i agree with you I, I agree with you. It's just really creative and like it's fun to see how different, how diverse they are. And they're all like, you know, mer people, merfolk. Yeah. yeah, and fish folk. Fish, fish yeah. folk are the ones that like are, are long is the one that have upper side has the fish features, and merfolk are the ones that have like the tail part of the fish. That's the distinction. But anyway, yeah, Arlong and with his. I also like, really love. Yeah. He's like huge figure, and then he has like Hawaii shirts, and like he's just laughing at like Nezumi giving him money, and like, uh, like, hey, why don't you stay and party? Like, I do not like humans, but you're a smart one. I like you. You're one of the good ones. And like, uh, he he's like a. Uh, uh, Great baddie, for sure. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but like, sometimes I'm cutting off, like, I don't know. But Leah, let's go on, let's, let's move on, let's move on. Uh, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. I really like how Nami is introduced here, where like she sees this young kid who's like trying to avenge his dad, and we see Kill her fire. like just yeah, like Shabu. yeah, and like we see her like just beating him down. And something yeah. that I really paid attention is how we've seen how Nami acts with money, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. She's really overly protective. She really wants the money. Like, you know, she doesn't forgive anyone who goes after her treasure, you know? And we, we see her, like, throwing some money to this kid that she just mm-hmm. beat her down, which is, like, something to pay attention. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, she technically saved that kid. Like... Yeah. Uh, as we learn, and uh, yeah, we learned that uh, Revelation Nami has been an officer of Arlong this whole time, and she has even Arlong's tattoo that has been covered this whole time, and uh, and like we are learned that like uh, uh, deception is her specialty, and we also another great design uh, because uh, we made uh, Arlong's other officer uh, Hachan whose Finnish name is Musti, which I'm not exactly sure how to translate, but it's like a common name to give a dog, but it fits also mm-hmm. the octopus uh, fishman because like it refers to like uh, something black or ink, which is like yeah. obvious, obvious connection. And it's just like funny, again, like uh, give a, giving a funny like a translation name to like, I think Hachan, like, there's, like, reference of, like, how octopuses have eight limbs, I think. Because yeah. Hachi, I think, is, like, eight or something. Correct. So, uh, but, yeah, like, his design is also, like, so great. Like, his, like, his mouth is, like, a, uh, like, what do you call, like, those, like, instruments that, like, you, like, a torbit, what is A trumpet? Yeah, like a trumpet or other one, one of those, like, it's shaped like that, and it's, like, so amazing, and I love that, like, he calls Nezumi a walking, like, a sketch, while he himself, like, looks so wild, like, <laughs> like, like Hudson is such a great, like, uh, comedic relief in, like, Arlong's crew of, like, uh, as we learn, like uh, monsters, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's what uh, we have to say about chapter sixty-nine. Yep. Nice. Nice. And moving to the chapter seventy. Uh, na- Finnish name is uh, Hero Usopp's Adventures. Sankari Usopin Seikkailut. This title is The Great Adventure of Usopp the Man. And the Japanese title is The Manly Usopp's Great Adventure or Otoko Usoppu Daiboken. Zoro, Usopp and Johnny enter Arlong Park to look for the going merry, but Zoro is captured after being separated from Johnny Usopp. But Zoro is captured, and after being separated from Johnny, Usopp is almost attacked by a fishman, but is saved by Nojiko, Nami's adopted sister. And yeah, what stands out for you first? I yeah, I I really love the hero. Like first of all, like the name of this chapter really yeah. fits. It is like. Usopp's great adventure. I really love, I love that how it plays there. And also another thing is like the humor in this chapter was amazing. I love how Zoro is captured. Like I'm doing air quotes, but like the the full story is like he's ready to go to like cause havoc 
to yeah, wreck stuff up. He's right away, like, shall we attack right away and lift his sword, yeah. right? Yeah. You can, like, smell the, like, uh, he's hungry for blood right away. And then yeah. he's, like, Johnny yeah. and Usopp, these two fools, like, tie him up. <laughs> and it's just fun. And, like, yeah. they, like, uh, when they, like, see the fishmen and just, like, jump from the ship and leave Zoro alone, it's, like, so, like, Oh my god, yeah. like so awful but so funny. Yeah, I like Zoro's reactions, like are just amazing. I like the fishmen were like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Must be a criminal uh, that was abandoned here. Yeah, yeah, yeah like sense. pure fun and like again the fishmen like look so awesome. And except uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's one fishman who has a swastika tattoo on his belly. What? Yeah. I haven't noticed that. I yeah. Actually, actually now, yeah, now I see him. Now I see him. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I remember, That's... like, even when we were kids, like, it was a big thing. What we ha- have to, like, know here is that, like, in Asian cultures, like, it's, like, yeah. uh, it has a different meaning. So it's often used uh, very casually. But of course, in like, and uh, especially like big one comes later when it's used in a pirate flag, which then later is changed to a more regular crossbone. Mm-hmm. Because like, uh, Oda understands that like he's making an internationally released comic book and it's like, uh, like, uh, you, you just can't anymore. Like, when I was a kid, like, I was one of those, like, yeah, but it has different meaning in Asia. It's okay in this context, which, yeah. like, uh, it doesn't, like, play like that. Like, uh, it has one of the most darkest histories in all over the world. So yeah. that, like, it, its shadows covers over the, like, uh, meaning in Asia, unless it's very specifically in some, like, uh, for example, a religious, like, context or something like that. Like, you just can't anymore, like, casually place it like that or the belly of a fishman without no context. I agree with you. And like we talked about last week's episode, when you have a platform, mm-hmm. you have the responsibility to use that platform in a, you know, responsible way, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's also kind of really ironic that, like, there's this, like, uh, Swatika dude when this, like, uh, in this story arc, we start to, like, uh, one piece twice starts to, like, speak about prejudice and racism in a way, in a metaphorical way. So it's, like, interesting that this Swatika is seen here, but. Yeah, I had to bring it up because, like, uh, there might be new readers who, like, see it for the first time and they're like, ooh, yikes, mm-hmm. what am I reading? Um, actually, like, this was the first time I noticed it. Oh, yeah, to, okay. So, like, <laughs> I, can, I can understand, like, the shock. Like, if, if that would have been, like, my first time, like, yeah. reading, and I would have, like, seen that, I would have also been like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, because I remember from uh, when the book first came and, like, me and my past were like, what the fuck, man? There's a Nazi symbol here. And, like, no, dude. 
It has different meaning in Asia. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Equality is neat. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Official Finnish One Piece podcast stance is that equality is neat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can agree with that. Oh, jeez. So, uh, Usap ends up in this town called Gosa, which is a great, like, world building for, and, like, teasing of this upcoming arc, because we learned, like, we have learned that, like, Arlong pirates are from Grand Line, which, like, uh, previously we faced the biggest uh, pirates in, in this area, uh, uh, Kings of East Blue, the Don Creek pirates, and now we get our first taste of Grand Line Pirates. And it's amazing, mm. like Usopp comes to this town and all the houses in, in, in it there are like flipped over and we have this amazing like panel where we see all the, all the rows of like turned over houses and like Johnny tells that like natu- uh, naturally the fishmen have like uh, physical strength 10 times that of a human and we learned that like they had a monster that they brought from Grand Line with them and like Usopp is so terrified at this point and uh, it's just like great like way to like uh, uh, tease what's coming yeah I agree with you 100% but we also get to see like one of the best parts of also like one of his special skills, which is like running away. <laughs> yeah. <I> really like <laughs> that. How he's like, I'm really great at this thing. Yeah. And he immediately gets uh, knocked down by the same kid that uh, Nami saved, who thinks he's a fishman. Because of which his nose, that reminds him of Arlong. <laughs> Because Arlong yeah. had this magnificent saw shark. Yeah, yeah. Nose. Which also I have to like. I love that all the like uh, fishmen in uh, One Piece and uh, the Mermen, like they are always based on like real existing fish. Yeah. They they get more specific later, but they're always like real existing fish. And uh, Arlong is a uh, like a saw shark and. Uh, uh, Hachan is an octopus, but anyway, yeah, it's super funny scene. And then we also like have this like uh, Usopp, like when he's alone, he runs away. But now that there's like a woman and a child, then he's like ready to face off with the fishman. He finds it guts, but then he is knocked back down by Nojiko in this yeah. really funny panel. And yeah, then we go to the. Nojiko's house and we find out that like she is indeed Nami's uh, sister. They were both orphans and they were raised together in this house and uh, we le- get this like little like uh, more clarity of Nami's past. Like we learned that like uh, she chose a road worse than death and in, then in the next chapter we learn like uh, uh, learn that like uh, she ignored her mother's death and we remember that someone close to her was killed by pirates. We remember that the 
she had a town she wanted to buy. Yeah. Yeah. It it starts to make sense. It starts to like you know connect the dots, which is yeah. like really subtly done, which I really like. And I also appreciate how Nojiko is talking to this kid who is yeah. completely like out of his depth, like delusional, but like understandable because he lost his dad and like he's traumatized and he's full of like anger and like, you know, grief. Yeah. And he's like showing it like the worst possible way. And like, I really like how Nojiko doesn't talk to him like a small child, but like talks to him like as an adult, you know, like mm. she doesn't belittle him. She tells him like how the situation is. Like, if you do this, you're gonna just die a useless death, right? Yeah. And if you want to do that, like, go ahead. But, like, she also reminds him that he has family, he has yeah. mother, like, left, which I really enjoyed. Like, it, it's it's really, she uses really rough, like, heavy words mm. that, like, even Usopp is like, yo, you're going too yeah, far. Too, too too much but i also feel like she is respecting him you know she's acknowledging his loss you know like she's treating him like you know in a way yeah, i can see that i also think that she is to rough on her on him mm -hmm. but like in the next book we will like find out why and it's like understandable yeah yeah that's yeah. true also like you know uh, but I don't know. I don't have like anything else in my mind for this chapter. Something. Me neither. Yeah. So we can move on to the uh, chapter uh, seventy-one, which is uh, Finnish name is uh, Crowns of Creation, Luomakunnan Kruunut, and. Uh, Japanese and the beast title is uh, Lords of All Creation. Banbutsu no Reichu. Banbutsu no Reicho. And uh, uh, Nojiko reveals to Usopp how Arlong's crew controls their village and Zoro is taken to Arlong Park, the Arlong Pirates' headquarters. However, Nami later helps him escape. Uh, yeah. Also, oh, from the last uh, chapter, I forgot to mention that we it was uh, as a chapter cover. There was the first time uh, we had the all five straw hats that I have joined the crew. These points, and I just like, and they were all like dressed as samurai, and it was a really cool color spread. And I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, chapter 71 is where like the One Piece world racism, if you can call it, they do in this book, Finnish translation at least, like starts to peak its head. We learn that like uh, Arlong is controlling this whole island and they have to uh, pay protection money monthly. And if even one person fails, the whole village will be destroyed like we saw in the last chapter with Gosa. And hmm. uh, and also we learned that like Alan considers and his like crew member consider like 
themselves the next step in human evolution and they basically consider like uh, humans as mindless beasts for them to treat however they want yeah uh the fun thing is when i was first reading this i was really like it, it really spoke to me i was really yeah. angry you know it, it reminded me a lot of like stuff i've heard that i've been told and like you know mm. not not generally not fun tough but like now knowing what i know about fishmen it, it gives it like this really weird aspect that like I, i honestly don't know how to explain like yeah i think what one piece uh does well is it that it when it comes to like this racism stuff with uh fishmen that like it shows like how it uh how it's depending on who's got the power hmm. like in this island it's the fishmen who hold the power and therefore they can uh, uh be racist to us humans but then later as we explore the world we uh, we learn that it's not like just in one piece one piece world it's not just like black and white issue yeah. and like uh real world is kind of like uh more complex of course but i feel like the same way i feel like the disney movie zootopia like this is like good like uh one of those like first steps of learning about racism you know yeah Yeah. Like yeah. first of all like learning about prejudice like uh, and how like people are dif- uh, treated differently for the way they are born and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh and like I think there are like good stuff there and of course like uh, Eiichiro Oda is a Japanese man living in Japanese Japan. <laughs> <This is good. laughs> so like he has like a lot of privilege in his own country yeah and i think that is something like that like if hr or did move to like uh to some other country like a white country like uh finland or you know whatever mm-hmm. uh then he would become like a minority and he could like yeah. face racism which he can't like face in his own country and that is something that i think one piece captures somewhat but of course in real world it's much more complicated because like uh colonial colonialization and what not yeah yeah i agree with you but i yeah also i agree with you like uh it's it's a really good yeah it's like I, i don't know how to like when i was first reading this story like the emotions the feelings i got yeah are like really clear like i have like a base in reality that i can like check you know mm-hmm. it's like really personal so it hit me completely differently but once again now that i know like how in one piece world like stuff works how like the world building goes like it it kind of like i wouldn't say it ruins it but it 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 makes it a really complex issue that i'm yeah. not sure i like how it's done question mark like i haven't done the emotional or like the intellectual work to fully you know connect these two lines 
but hopefully mm. well like if when we get to it you know i and i can talk to you and i can hear your thoughts i can have more clear idea but yeah yeah i'm sure and like there are like some important like points to remember in here here like like yeah, that yeah. like this is like fiction this is like like you you never should like make uh straight up allegory between like you shouldn't like associate fishmen and humans to any like real world human quote uh races unquote because yeah. like uh unlike the because the uh, scientifically speaking uh, there are there's only one human race but mm. in one piece world like fishmen and the humans have like clear biological differences yeah. so like uh, you should never like do it like exactly it's just like a way to like approach these issues and i'm really glad that one piece does and for me it does in many places very very good good part about it yeah. especially when it comes to like uh showing that you don't always know everything and, like, i agree with you but uh yeah i i don't want to like talk too much because i'm afraid i'm gonna slip and i'm gonna say something that i shouldn't be saying like a spoiler so yeah, yeah but, okay. but there's a lot of things to talk about that are really interesting but i guess it's better to just save it when we get to that yeah. <laughs> part in like god knows how many volumes mm-hmm. yeah that's that's for certain like sure and uh let's just try to like stay in the moment yeah yeah it's it's But, not not, uh, it's not, like, not like the resume is like the big theme of this arc in the end like it's just like uh how how should i say it? side note is uh very like uh downgrading it but it's like uh i i, I honestly yeah i mean once again i'm bringing a lot of like my own package but like for me yeah, it supposed. worked really well it works really well and for me it was like a big major part of this story arc you know yeah, yeah. and like yeah it was, there was like some really incredible things you know that happens that i'm really excited to talk about when we get to it you yeah. know a couple of books <laughs> from this difficult topic like let's move to the Zoro and Nami interacting uh Zoro is captured by Alon pirates and uh, Nami is there of course and like they have like this really rough conversation where uh Nami tries to act tough but I love that like Zoro is just like being asked to him because he's like I feel like Zoro is really offended by Nami uh especially because like uh like how how nami like basically has disrespected like his captain because <laughs> we know how much Lu- uh, zoro respects luffy and yeah. like uh basically zoro sees through nami the whole time yeah which is shown really well when zoro jumps into the pool while he's tied up and nami has to save him and all the like fishmen are a bit confused like nami what are you doing and then like uh uh yeah it's interesting because you like see the conflict in Nami and how like mad he is that like Zoro came here to mess with his stuff and also like uh, and tell there's like this detail that I love that like uh, because we remember Zoro is still like 
recovering from Mihawk's wound and like Nami punches him in the stomach and like normally it did, wouldn't do much for Zoro but we can see him twisting in the front because of that punch in one panel which is really powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like how Oda is like kind of building Nami to be mm. this horrible, despicable like traitor, you know, like just really like getting your emotions pump. Like earlier we have like Nojiko explaining to also and talking about Nami and how also just like, oh man, this Nami is so horrible. And yeah. here also we get to see like how Zoro is just like angered and disgusted but i also as you said really like how perspective no not perspective perceptive perceptive oh whatever yeah how he sees like nummies like a bluff like how he checks yeah. her and like it's just really like it it, it 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 it's like like emotional like you know jigsaw like where you know you hate Nami like how how dare she do this and then yeah. suddenly like wait maybe there's something like you know in there's the, something like clearly something, going on yeah like, that we don't know about yeah and we like here it said like he she's so cold blooded like she ignored her mother's death but we remember that yeah. she hates pirates and like was it yeah. all a scam like. I remember at least when I was a kid reading this, I was like, what is happening? Like, uh, like, uh, what, what's <laughs> like, what's really going on here? Like, uh, like I knew, knew that, knew that like how it's, how that Nami is going to stay with the Swahat crew, but like, I, mm. like, I had like no idea how it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like it, it, it's it's really effective. Like how there are small subtle hints, but it's really easy to forget because you've been reading a lot yeah. of books, right? And there's been a lot of emotional like peaks and highs, you know. And like it's just easy to get into the mood of like just consuming One Piece, you know, and just just forgetting about like the small details yeah. and like just yeah, but. Yeah, I also really like how there's like we get to see like this twisted mentality of Arlong where he like goes to the Kokoyashi village. Yeah. Because there's like apparently like rebels and there's like a guy who looks badass. Right. Uh, I'm talking but about someone... Genzo. Yeah, but they, at least in my friends, they don't speak of rebels. They just said that like someone has a weapon. Which is oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, <laughs> like, like difference of translations. Yeah. Like I think they say something like someone is like uh, breaking the rules and has a weapon that we have to like co go take deal of that. And yeah, mm -hmm. Genzo is a great design because like he's like big ass mustache covered with scars that like look so painful, but then he yeah. also has that, this little like a uh, windmill in his hat. Which is super cute. Oh yeah, it's adorable. Um, yeah, I, I just love how the conversation is like. How Arlong is just like, you know, that he banned every sort of like weapon from the villages, yeah. and like this Genzo dude is like clearly broken that rule, and like the weird mental gymnastics Arlong is trying to make, like, oh, I'm trying to protect this village, and like a weapon like breeds 
mistrust and chaos and like blah 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 you know yeah they said that's why they were enemies of peace and it's like it's love but because you can see like in his face that he doesn't believe anything he's saying you can yeah. like nobody in that situation is fooled and nobody he doesn't think he's fooling anyone like yeah. like everybody knows what's going on and nobody's pretending anything even if he's saying things like this and then we also like find out that like he's building uh and that this uh island is supposed to be his stepping so- stone to building building an arlong empire empire hmm. But yeah, like, I really like how, like, two-faced Arlong, in a way, is, like, how he has this, like, sweet-talking aspect of him, like, especially when we saw him with Miserable, like, I don't like yeah. you, Miserable. You know, you know how things work, like, I like you, come party with me, I and, mean, you know, you, 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 like, you can see... I like the smart one expression. and the ladies. Sorry, what? I like the smart humans and the ladies. Yeah, yeah, which is like, you get to see his like facial expressions and like the general like atmosphere, the aura mm. he brings to the table, like he doesn't mean anything and he's just like looking down on them and we get to hear from Nojik also like how this town is like, is, is, is like under their racial, you know, segregation in a way, like, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and then we finally have just a panel of Nami cutting Soros ties and telling him to escape. Uh, but yeah. like, yeah, as we said, that there's clearly something going on with Nami. But I think that concludes the chapter seventy-one as well as the main part of the volume eight, Elapur. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so we can move to. Uh, uh, Bookie Cruise later moments. Oh, and, yes. uh, uh, first of all, like the adventures of uh, Richie Pirates uh, end right away because they lose to the <laughs> indigenous combatants like, right away because oh, all of the strongest fighters are on commission. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, then we have hilarious panel of them all in a big pot about to be boiled alive but it's also like a very very like uh, tired and troublesome trope of like cannibalistic uh, indigenous people that like uh, I don't know I feel like uh, I don't know if these uh, people we see here if they are based on in any way in any sort of actual tribe at least for me they don't like bring any Associates. I think they have interesting design because they're wearing t-shirts, but also like these leaf, leaf uh, uh, dresses, skirts, leaf, leaf skirts. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I, I kind of agree with you. It, it, I don't really like recognize any type of like indigenous uh, peoples, but the trope itself is just. Yeah. It has like too much bad, bad blood. The same thing with yeah. like Swastika, like you know, just too much bad history. Yeah. 
too much like misused. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I really like the faces like they make yeah. the Richie Pirates. You know, like uh, you can see like you know Oda really didn't mean anything bad. He just thought yeah, it was, no, like, like trophy, I know? mean, getting getting yeah. eaten by someone is like a a great threat to use in a story, certainly. Yeah. And yeah. like, uh, and also like this is just a minor, minor like cover story. So I don't feel like yeah. there's point in delving that much deeper, because yeah, there is going agree. to be be later a story arc about an indigenous tribe that we will probably, with the best of our ability, neither of us is indi- indigenous. So we will talk mm. about way later. Uh, but yeah. uh, here, you know. Troublesome trope, but like some fun is going on. Like facial expressions, great, and like the incompetence mm-hmm. of this like lion-led group is just funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also really appreciate how you said that they lost really easily because the best fighters are like incapac- incapacitated. I never paid attention to that. Like oh, this yeah. is the first time. Like after he said that, I was like, "Oh yeah, Kabaji and like Muji were like knocked out. Like, okay, would have would have it made like a big difference if there weren't? I Who don't know. know. I don't think so. Uh, we actually see see in the next book how big difference it makes. Really? Well, then I just have a really horrible memory, I guess. Yeah, no I... problem, no problem. But we also yeah, but... like uh, Boogie and the sexy lady arrive to the island and they fi- find. Uh, um, Moji and Kabashi, uh, uh, how do you say, like, uh, they find them uh, unconscious, and we have uh, under the grace face from Buki as she yells, Nanu! Which means, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, it's just, like, yeah, fun. And then we have this, uh, the, uh, I think they were called Kumate, right? The hmm. indigenous people, like, they open. Uh, they uh, found the pieces of Buki that like Nami tied up lo- a long time ago, and we have this awesome dynamic panel of like these pieces without Buki's head and uh, arm and hands and feet like kicking ass of these like dudes, and it's like yeah. I just love that panel. Like this, they must be like horrified of like this creature, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh my god. But I also really like how Oda is drawing like Wayne's like in Buggy's like uh you know body. Yeah. Like to show like, you know, the muscles like, you know, constructing, you know. Yeah. Like it gives like this extra oomph, you know. Yeah, it definitely makes it feel like he's really kicking ass here. And the way this dude who who is kicked looks, it's amazing. And this is like a great like uh like how do you say like concentration of action in one panel that I love that he's able to do in these cover stories sometimes. Like you see the yeah the fight in one panel and uh, yeah that's where Yo, we. Yeah. Yeah leave the bookie story this time unless you had something other nope yeah we talked about it like really perfectly yeah and then we have the question corner once again and uh, 
we learn the important fact that a Luffy's pin does indeed stretch because yes, it's proper thank too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a really important answer that yeah. uh, Oda replied to that I was also thinking about that, you know, when I <laughs> yeah. first heard of like, you know, <laughs> Luffy's like, you know, a buddy, but yeah. Yeah. It is good to know that when he they say that like, uh, his whole body becomes rubber. It really means whole body. And like, uh, thank you for the reader who like asked that question for Oda and Oda providing for this important information. That like, uh, I'm certainly sure that like many people are able to like sleep better now. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree with you. We also have like the explanation of marine ranks which i love like it's so it's just interesting to see see the hierarchy and then like of course like uh, they are translated in my book in finnish so that the amount of amount is same but then mm -hmm. they are using finnish navies like rankings except there's one interesting thing that at least the finnish translation does that uh, all the marine captains are switched to colonels uh, I think okay. I, which is an army rank, of course, and I think uh, my own theory is that it's probably so that uh, a marine captain isn't mixed with a uh, normal regular ship captain or a pirate captain, which makes sense yeah. for me. Yeah, it does. I did not know that, but that's really interesting. Oh. Yeah, they're all Everste. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, another really, sorry? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was about to mention that, like, there's this one question about the reader who asks about Luffy's hidden initial. Yeah. Which is, like, really interesting that in book number eight, someone paid attention to it. And, mm -hmm. like, till now, like, you know, we haven't had any answer. Yeah, it's like the mystery of what does the D mean, and later we meet other people who have the middle initial D, and uh, it's one of the big One Piece mysteries. And I don't, I, I don't find it surprising that someone early already asked because I think it's very like regular that if you see a character that has like a middle initial, you, I think it's a very natural reaction to. Ah, what does that stand for? I might have uh, praised my words badly. What I meant yeah. is I find it funny that how early in the story, in a way, compared to like how long the story has been going, and we still haven't found out about mm. it. So yeah. that's what I meant. But I understand your conversation. Like, I understand I said the wrong things like I was thinking <laughs> yeah. what came out of my mind was yeah it's one okay. of the long-lasting uh mysteries and the final thing I have in my notes is the mention of Go Gourmet Moselli who's who's this like background character that I think I maybe mentioned when we were talking about volume five he's a dude who's trying to steal food from his daughter at Parati. Just this really great yeah. design. And yeah. uh, uh, how I knew his name was that he is mentioned here again. And uh, 
I just love it when like someone points out of these uh, background characters to Oda and then he like explains like, yeah, it's Komen Buseli, he's trying to steal food from his daughter and uh, he was able to, but then he, they ended up in a fight. <laughs> and, yeah. That's world building for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, every background character has their own story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I imagine it can be like a great way to amuse yourself when you're drawing. Like you have to draw a lot of characters to just to build the, uh, build the like scene. So you start to like how you make it fun for yourself is by mm. like making this, adding these little details. Because we know that yeah. Oda draws all, all the uh, people himself. Everything he moves, he draws himself. Mm. And yeah, did you have any other notes about the question corner? Oh, uh, no, I think that's about it. Okay, then like, uh, conclusion, overall thoughts about volume eight, like, uh, best fighting so far, great character stuff for Sanji, and a very intriguing beginning for a new arc. That's where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. And like I said at the beginning, uh, this translation really changed a lot of things for me. And also our conversation, like I've I've connected yeah. so many dots like that I'm actually proud of myself. Like tonight yeah. I'm gonna sleep well, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, but I really finally enjoy. after like fifteen years I finally know why Seth punched instead of kicked Sunhi. <laughs> You learn every, something new every day. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I love this doing this podcast ex, uh, exactly because of this reason. Like I don't even care that nobody's listening to us except maybe uh, that uh, cool dude from uh, Utah in uh, United yeah. States. Uh, shout out to like, him. I, you know, oh. I actually made it in my screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, sh like I saved it, like I took a screenshot and I put it in my wallpaper on my phone. So like when I feel bad, like I can just look at it and like feel better about it. Oh my god, that's so beautiful. And <laughs> like, yeah, if we have any other listeners, please uh, uh, give us a comment, uh, share our podcast with people. We'd really appreciate it because like, you know, we are doing this for our own fun, but man, it would be neat to like if people heard this and like, uh, I don't know. I'm hungry for compliments. Yes. Yes. I agree. Like, they're the best. Please yeah. feed us. <laughs> we are <laughs> In the next episode, we'll be talking about volume nine, which covers the chapters from 72 to 81. Uh, 72 to 81. And uh, this has been your uh, Captain Ossie speaking, and uh, my, with me, my first mate and uh, shift doctor, Amin. Uh, final words. Thank you very much. Love you all, and uh, take care. Yeah, sending love and respect. Bye bye.